0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from OTRgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Well, mileage rationing has just come to wistful vista. And in spite of it's being a meatless day, in spite of it being a meatless day, get a load of the beef being put up by an average citizen as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. I tell you, it ain't
2: fair, Molly. They can't do this to me. Four gallons a week. Why, that's ridiculous.
3: I think so, too. You do? Yes, you don't need four gallons.
2: (laughs) Oh, gone it, I do, too. Four gallons is outrageous. Where can I go on four gallons of gas?
3: Where do you want to go, dearie?
2: Well, gee whiz, I, well, what if I did want to go someplace? In, in an emergency or something?
3: You mean like running out of cigars? Yes. Or no.
2: Running out of cigars ain't an emergency.
3: You never spoke a truer word, McGee. Huh? When I get a whip of those poison panatellas of yours, I know why tobacco auctioneers talk that way. What do you mean? <laughs> those fellas are hysterical.
2: Oh, forget my cigars. I'm talking about this mileage rationing. I think it's a dirty deal. The whole thing is silly. It's going to make everybody stay at home. Why, in two years, a guy from Indiana won't know what a guy from Kansas is talking about.
3: Where are you from? Illinois. <laughs> that has happened already. I don't even know what you're talking about.
4: <laughs>
2: I'm talking about giving all the car owners a measly little medicine dropper full of gasoline. <laughs> it's an infringement on private rights. That's what it is.
3: Look, dearie, look. The main reason they're rationing gasoline is to save tires. Don't you know that if we continue driving like we have been, a majority of automobiles will be off the road next year?
4: Good.
2: There's too much traffic anyway. (laughs) Too crowded. Get the cars off the road. That'll be fine. That's swell.
3: Well, I'm glad you feel that way because yours will probably be one of them. (laughs) What? Me give up my car?
2: Oh, no, you don't. I paid for my tires, and by the left hind leg of Leon Henderson, I got a right. (laughs) I'm going to write to my congressman this very minute.
3: Who is our congressman?
2: Why, it's old. I don't know. Who is he?
3: Oh, just send it to the congressman from this district.
2: Okay, that's exactly what I'll... What district is this?
3: (laughs) Maybe you better write to our senator.
2: That's better yet. I'll tell him I'm not going to stand for any... Who's our senator?
3: Look, dearie, our government has asked us to take less gasoline, so we'll drive less and save the country's rubber. And if you haven't got enough interest in the government to know who your representatives are, you haven't got any right to stand around and... (laughs) Stomachache.
2: <laughs> Not stomachache. The word is... I th-
3: know what the word is.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, gee whiz, the idea of giving an important citizen like me just a book. Save rubber of my clavicle. What happened to that sympathetic rubber that inventor made out of milkweed? LAUGHTER or was it milk he made out of a rubber plant? <laughs> anyway, why don't you...
3: Oh, that's probably Mr. Jeffers come to explain mileage rationing to you personally.
2: Well, he better talk fast. Come in, Jeffers. <laughs> Hello, folks. Say, are you busy? Not
3: a bit, Mr. Wilcox. Come right in. All
2: right, Junior. What are you so excited about? Your rich uncle die and leave you a pound of coffee? <laughs>
1: You mean you haven't heard about Mayor Latrivia?
3: Definitely Dace. What happened to him?
1: He's joined the Coast Guard. Leaves tomorrow morning. Oh! Uh, Latrivia in the Coast Guard? Yes, sir. Why, I didn't think that guy could
2: pass the physical for a crossing watchman. (laughs) He must have pulled some
1: wires. He never pulled a wire. He simply went down and enlisted. Passed his examinations like a mice. Ah, great outfit, the Coast Guard. You think so? think so. I know so. Do you realize the first boats ashore in the Solomons and North Africa were Coast Guard boats?
2: They were? Yes, sir. Hi, George Molly. I think I'll try to join it myself. I want to get out of here anyway. This mileage rationing has got me disgusted.
3: You know, he's been raving about it all day, Mr. Wilcox. He thinks the OPA is trying to make an APE out of him.
2: <laughs> and they are, too. A citizen of my standing. Trying to get along on a, a book. It's a lot of foolishness. I got business to take care of. What business, pal? Well, in the first place, I. Well, gee whiz, I got responsibility.
3: Oh, he really has, Mr. Wilcox. Yes. You know, he's the sole support of three pinochle players at the Elks
4: Club. <laughs>
1: Fibber, you talk like a chump. Huh? Yes, mileage rationing is the only fair way to cut down non-essential driving. When the rubber this country has got is gone, it's gone. That's all there is. There isn't any more.
2: Well, then they should have foreseen
1: that and took care of the situation.
3: Well, everybody can't be as far-sighted as you are, dearie.
1: Is he pretty far-sighted, Molly?
3: Why, he's uncanny, Mr. Wilcox. He's the one who said we'd lick the Japanese in ten days, remember?
4: <laughs>
1: well, shucks. I he's suppose.
3: the one who said Germany would fold up from starvation last April.
2: Yeah, I know, but circumstances... He's
3: the one who said we'd never ship a soldier out of this country. I don't know how he does it. So I will say he made one accurate prediction. And what was that? Well, last night he said, Well, tomorrow is another day. And sure enough, it was.
4: <laughs> oh, well,
1: gee, was... I'm just a little bit ashamed of you. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. If you had the brains of a seahorse, you'd realize the spot this country is in regarding rubber. I don't see what why that's... England does almost no civilian driving. Yes, but what that's... Canada has had mileage rationing for months. So's our eastern seaboard. So that's
4: got that... And you stand there and <laughs> squawk.
1: You stand there and squawk, putting your petty little private life against the importance of winning this war. I still don't see get what... wise to yourself, John. <laughs> Only a monkey could expect to do business as usual. We haven't got time for monkey business.
2: You know, Molly, maybe I was wrong.
3: Well, for goodness sakes, at last you've begun to realize As he
2: says, only a monkey could... Hey, was that guy calling me a monkey? <laughs> Why, that impudent, just because I think I got a right to more than four gallons of gas. A guy am I standing in the community, forced to give up...
4: Four gallons,
2: four gallons of gas.
4: <laughs> Why,
2: that's absurd, and I only get 12 miles to a gallon... 48 miles. A man in my position. If that ain't the Definitely, Dave
3: McGee. Are you still moaning about only getting an A book?
2: Well, it burns me up. I'm going to call the ration board right now and read them the Riot Act. Give me the phone. Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me ration board 79J on the corner of. Oh, is that you, Mert? Uh, <laughs>
4: now, this
3: is the sort of thing that should be rationed.
2: How's every little thing, Mert? Is that? What's say, Mert? Your brother got stung by a black widow.
3: Oh, goodness, me, Was it fatal?
2: No, he was just disappointed.
4: <laughs> Seems
2: like he used to watch a couple of newlyweds necking in the house next door, and now they pull the shade down.
4: <laughs> What's
3: that got to do with a black widow?
2: Did I say widow? I meant window.
3: <laughs>
2: what say, Mert? Oh, no answer, eh? Well, never mind, Mert. I'll write him a nasty letter instead. They don't answer, Molly. I'll bet they know who was calling, and they're ashamed, Anne.
3: That must be it, or else they're laughing so hard they can't talk. Laughing at what? You, sweetheart. Huh? The idea that you, one little citizen in $130 million, thinks he's so much more important than winning the war that...
2: I'm glad you got interrupted. I think I was going to be deeply hurt.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think so, too. Come in. Oh, Abigail Luffington. Hello, Abigail. Oh,
0: how do you do, my dear? And Mr.
2: McGee. Hi, Effie, have a chair. Then tear off three coupons and we'll gas a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, thank you, you no, know, Mr. McGee. I, I merely wish to ask you some mechanical advice.
2: Well, you come to the right guy, Effie. I'm a mechanical wizard. And don't let anybody kid you. You know who really invented the diesel engine? Good heavens, not you. Oh, a guy named Diesel.
4: <laughs> so what?
2: Oh, I guess that shows I know something about engines.
4: <laughs> What's
2: your trouble, Lusty? Well, Mr. Gee,
0: like most conscientious citizens, I wish to get the utmost mileage out of the gasoline me, while not exceeding 35 miles an hour. Yeah. So I wondered if it would help To maintain a lower speed if I drove with the emergency brake on.
2: Oh, Oh, my gosh, don't do that. Why, you'll wear out your brakes in no time, Muffy. And besides, your engine will keep stopping.
0: Oh, yes, 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 I noticed that, Mr. McGee. It stopped again as I drove up in front of your house just now.
3: That's what you did, Abigail. You killed your engine. Good heavens.
0: (gasps) And it was such a good engine, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I... I shall have my butler give it a decent burial in the backyard tonight. <laughs> Perhaps a few flowers.
2: Ah, be... no, no, no. You don't yeah. have to bury it, Uppy. It'll come to life again. And I'm glad you mentioned that mileage rationing. You know what they done to me, Uppy? Oh,
3: dear, here comes the moan of the mistreated motorist again. <laughs> they only
2: gave me a book, Uppy. Four gallons a week. It's an infringement on personal liberty. That's what it's an infringement on.
3: Taking right. McGee as an average citizen, Abigail, I bet you never realized how low the average was, did you? No.
0: <laughs> well, Mr. McGee, as usual, you are being stupidly self-centered. Any intelligent person knows that every extra unnecessary mile of wear on a single tire is practically sabotaged. Do you think for one single minute that your drab little driving habits are of any importance whatsoever during times like these?
2: Well, Dad, rather, I don't think... That
0: is obvious, Mr. McGee. Goodbye. <laughs>
3: Getting much support in your anti-rationing campaign, dearie? Everybody understands it, but you. Well,
2: can I help it if I'm the only cool-headed, clear thinker in the lot? (laughs) (laughs) With me, it's the principle of the thing.
3: Well, you better put your principle in another bank. You're not getting any interest.
2: (laughs) Four gallons of gas. If that isn't the worst injustice I ever heard of. And me, that's used to driving a hundred miles a week. Do you realize, Mrs. McGee, that just because of this, we're, we're going to have bad crops
3: this year? Leave
2: deeper footprints, dearie. I can't follow you. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, there's going to be a crop shortage. And why? Too many rabbits. They eat the crops. And why too many rabbits? Because guys like me can't get enough gas to go hunting. <laughs> it's
3: preposterous. Look, McGee, I'm tired of arguing about it. You're all wet, and I haven't got time to keep drying you off.
4: <laughs> now,
3: listen, just sit down and write a letter to Mr. Roosevelt. Pour your little heart out. Make him cry. Personally, I'm going out in the kitchen to make myself a cup of tea.
2: Write a letter to Roosevelt. That's not a bad idea, that Let me see now. Dear Mr. President. Not too formal. Dear Chief. That's it. Dear Chief. I know you must be pretty busy these days, but I got a very important... Excuse me, Frank, there's somebody at the door. <laughs> Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, go away, little girl. I'm in no mood to stand around and fiddle the paddle with you. I'm sore. Where? Well, in the driver's seat, if you must know. <laughs> it's this mileage racing. That's what I'm sore about. Me only getting four gallons. Who do they think I am?
5: Gee, who do you think you are? My daddy only got that much, and he says he can make it do.
2: Well, your daddy's. Say, I'd like to have a talk with him. Where is he, anyway?
5: He's out of town, mister. He's in Grand Rapids, Michigan.
2: Oh, Grand Rapids, eh? Mm-hmm. Oh, I played there many times in Waterville,
4: theater. You did? The
2: Old Empress Theater. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's a great little city. Big furniture center. Been lots of big fortunes made there in furniture, Sid.
5: I know, mister. Mm-hmm. Lumberjack, huh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, sis, it was me that had the vaudeville act, not you. What's your daddy doing there?
5: He's an engineer, mister, and radio station W-O-O-D there has got a new transmitter with more power, and he helped them install it, and they're going to desecrate it tonight. <laughs>
2: You don't mean desecrate, you mean dedicate, sis.
5: I mean desecrate, mister. They carry your program.
2: (laughs) As I said before, sis, I haven't got the patience today to stand here and dilly the dally with you. Next time you want to come over and bother me, don't come. Call me up.
5: It'll cost a nickel. You want to give me the nickel, mister? No, I don't. Cheatskate.
2: What was that? Hmm? What did you say?
5: I don't know. I wasn't listening. (laughs) And look, Mister. Yes. If I were you, I bet you I'd stop cravin' about mileage racing. I bet. You. Oh, you would. Sure. How do you think we can keep Doolittle over there if we don't keep doing more over here? <laughs> so long, Mister.
2: Four gallons of gas. <laughs> I don't know why they couldn't have given me more and trusted me not to drive too much.
4: <laughs>
2: Chucks, I realize the rubber situation is bad. My
4: gosh.
2: Four gallons for a man in my position.
3: McGee, but... I just decided what I was going to get you for Christmas. Huh? You
2: did? What?
3: A good bird dog. Huh? You've got the longest grousing season of anybody I know.
4: <laughs>
2: well, Dad, rather to an in position. Four gallons of... Come in.
3: Oh, heavenly
6: days, Mayor Latrivia. Good day, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. Hi, Latrivia.
2: Hey, what's this Wilcox was telling us about you joining the Coast Guard? That's quite true, McGee. I leave tomorrow. I
6: just dropped in to say goodbye. Oh,
3: oh, well, we'll really miss you, Mr. Latrivia.
6: Wasn't joining the Coast Guard kind of sudden for you, Latrivia? Oh, no, I've been trying to wind up my affairs for some time, so I could do it, McGee. I'm very happy that I was accepted.
3: Have you had any experience with small
4: boats, Mr. Mayor?
6: Oh, yes, Mrs. McGee. I've been through the Tunnel of Love at Coney Island.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you're just fooling
6: me. Yes, I am, Mr. McGee. Seriously, I'm rather an expert on small craft. I once had a little sloop on Long Island Sound. What kind? Clam chowder?
3: (laughs) McGee, he said sloop, not soup.
6: What'd you go in as, Trivia? Captain? Certainly not. I'm an ordinary apprentice seaman to start with. Why'd McGee? Well, if the tribute spoke to me, I might have got him a commission.
2: I know a certain guy who's got a cousin that knows the secretary of a very... I don't want a commission,
6: McGee, till I earn it.
3: Anyway, McGee, if you know such important people, why do you keep crabbing about only getting an A-book?
6: Hey, I'm glad you brought that up, Molly. Oh.
2: Now, look here, Latifia. You're the mayor of this town. Anyway, for one more day, and I want to ask a favor. I want you to use your influence.
6: In what way, McGee?
2: You know what that racing board has done to me? Only gave me an A-book. Four gallons a week. Why, that's ridiculous. A man of my importance in the community. Oh,
6: so you're one of the moaners and groaners. One of those astigmatic individuals who thinks the war is being fought only by soldiers and sailors and Marines. Well, I... Let me tell you it isn't. Everything you do in your daily life has some effect on our war program. Oh, yeah, I suppose the way I comb my hair is important, too, huh? Yes, it is. What's your comb made of? Rubber. That's a piece of rubber that didn't go into a tire. It was made when this country had plenty of rubber, and we haven't got plenty now. We're dangerously short of it. What we have got, we need for military purposes and essential transportation. Do you belong to a carpool? Well, no. Are you engaged in any important war work, McGee? Well, no, I guess not, but gee whiz, Then for heaven's sake, stop your griping. You're lucky you've got a car at all. Oh, excuse me, McGee. When I get over to Africa or Australia or wherever they send me, I'll be thinking of you, McGee, and the hardships you're suffering. Well, goodbye, Mrs. McGee. I'll see you when this is over.
3: Goodbye, Mr. Mayor, and happy landing.
6: Thank you. Goodbye, McGee. Uh, Good luck, Latvia. Don't take any wooden anchors. (laughs) (laughs) I won't. And, McGee, when you do drive, if you get up to 35 miles an hour, think of somebody who didn't get a rubber lifeboat. Goodbye.
3: He's all right. You know,
2: Molly, maybe I've been wrong about this whole thing. What? Yes, sir. Maybe I can get along on four gallons all Oh, right.
3: no, McGee. A man of your importance in the... A man business. of my importance ought
2: to set an example to these guys that are crabbing about got, not, not getting enough gas. Why, when I think...
3: Well, we're doing a nice business, aren't we? Go, go, go. Come in.
7: Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee.
4: Oh, hello, Mr. Wimple. Hi, right, Wimp. What do you
7: hear from the mob? Please, Mr. McGee, that's no way to talk about Mrs. (laughs) Wimple.
3: Oh, he didn't mean her, Mr. Wimple. That was just a variation of, hello, Joe, what do you know?
7: Oh, well, I don't know much, (laughs) folks. Did you go to the football game Saturday? No, we didn't, Wimp. You a football fan? Oh, indeed I am. (laughs) It's about the only chance I get to shout insults at people bigger than me.
4: (laughs) I wrote a poem
7: about football. Oh, did you really, Mr.
3: Ripple? Let's hear it.
7: All righty. I call the poem Football, because that's the title of
4: it.
2: (laughs) I never heard a better reason. (laughs) <laughs> now go ahead, Wim.
7: Football. I've saved my money from sodas and gum to buy a seat at the stadium. To see a college football game, though I don't know why they're all the same. But I got a seat on the ten-yard line where I should see the game just fine. So all through the game, what did I see? The backs of the people in front of me.
3: Why, that's simply a wonderful poem, Mr. Wimple. McGee, that ought to appeal to you.
2: I wonder why it doesn't.
4: <laughs>
7: Wimp, you mean to tell us there's a market for that stuff? Oh, yes, Mr. McGee. I'm sending this to my publishers right now. Tell me, if I send it airmail today, Will it get to New York by the end of the week? Oh, of course it will, Mr. Wimple. Sure. Isn't that wonderful?
2: (laughs) What's so wonderful about getting it to New York in four days? It's a
7: addressed to Philadelphia.
3: (laughs) Does your wife like your poetry, Mr. Wimple?
7: Well, no, Mrs. McGee. Sweetie Face is more the physical type. Oh. Did you know she had a job at the filling station last week? What doing? Blowing up tires. (laughs) But she had to quit. Oh, why? Her lips got trapped. (laughs) Well, I've got to go to the post office.
4: Goodbye. Under
3: floor, Mr. Wimple. W- McGee, where are you going? I want to peek out the window. Oh, it's okay. What's okay?
2: Wimple's walking to the post office.
3: Well, what difference does it make how he gets there? What do
2: you mean, what difference does it make? He ain't got any right to drive down there. It's only five blocks. We can't drive our cars for trivial stuff like that.
3: Well, for goodness sakes, when did you get converted?
2: Well, you heard what Latrivia says about the rubber boat. That brung it home to me. Up till then, I was... Come in.
3: Oh, uh, how do you do? Uh, you wish to see someone? Yes.
0: I was looking for Mr. Latrivia. Is he here? Yes, <laughs> oh, sweetheart.
3: Oh, I'm
2: sorry, sis. Latrivia just left a few minutes ago.
0: Oh, thank you so much. He probably went home. I'm his sister, Mrs. Simpson.
3: Oh, how do you do, I'm sure. Uh, this is my husband, Mr. McGee, Mrs. Uh, Simpson.
0: <laughs> Not Simpson, Mrs. McGee. Simpson. S like like in Santa Claus. I M P another S O
2: N. Oh, Simpson. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad to know you, sis. But
3: uh
4: <laughs> oh,
3: What a sweet little boy. What's his name, dearie?
4: Susan. Susan Simpson. No, no, no,
0: no. Don't cry, sweetheart. No, 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 Must not cry. Here. Here's your teething ring.
2: Hey, cut that out! Give me that. McGee, what are you doing? Yes, I confess, I don't. Did understand. you see what that kid's doing? Chewing on that teething ring. Don't you know what? Don't you know that that's made of rubber? Go ahead, howl your head off. I did too, but I understood the situation. Don't you realize, kid, that this rubber thing is serious? Don't you realize that we got to utilize every scrap of rubber for essential purposes? Okay, okay, yell your head off. But
4: you ain't going to eat any rubber while I'm here. Sure. Don't you realize that we all got to put our...
2: <laughs> For the last time tonight before going into the service. He's only one of many of our little group now in our armed forces. Musicians, engineers, sound technicians, and others behind the scenes whose names you probably wouldn't know, but who were valued members of our company just the same. We'd like to take this occasion to wish you, Gail, and all the other boys the very best of luck and to assure you all of a warm welcome when you come back.
6: Thank you for that.
3: And if all of you give that big show everything you gave our little one, your new sponsor, Uncle Sam, will be very happy.
6: Good
4: night.
3: Good night, all. <laughs>
1: So... No.